You are listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with John Pemba and Andrew Cooper. What is going on, FA Nation? John and Pemby here. Welcome into the Quick Out Fantasy Football Podcast for Week 9 of the NFL season. Riding solo today with Andrew Cooper out on his honeymoon. Cooper will be back in a couple of weeks. Maybe in the weeks to follow, we'll have some additional guests on the Quick Out Fantasy Football Podcast to break down each week's slate of games. So for today, for Week 9, we're going to be riding solo for it. So let's just get into it. This will be a pretty quick show here today. We're going to take a look at the Thursday night football game, the Philadelphia Eagles against the Houston Texans. The Texans are 14-point home underdogs. A 45-and-a-half game total. Things are not looking great in Houston. After not trading Brandon Cooks at the deadline, he'd send out some pretty cryptic tweets. Unlikely to be playing in this Thursday night football game. They've already ruled out Nico Collins, so a bad offense gets worse. They're going up against one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the NFL, in the Philadelphia Eagles. And on the flip side, it doesn't seem like Houston's going to be stopping Philadelphia, whether it's on the ground or through the air. We know Jalen Hurts can do both. We saw A.J. Brown have that monster three-touchdown game last week. You know, Miles Sanders is putting together a strong year as well. Hard Hard not to like everything going on in Philly in this matchup. If you have Devonta Smith, if you have Dallas Goddard, if you have A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders, of course you're playing them. The defense likely could come out as the top-scoring defense in fantasy football this week. Start them if you have. You can't start anybody in Houston. I mean, Pierce, of course, if you have him, you don't have any other options. You might as well throw him in a flex spot. But you got to figure this is going to be one of the lower upside weeks that he's had this year. Going over to Sunday games here. 1 p.m. start. Buffalo Bills against the New York Jets. Jets are 12 and a half point home underdogs. Some back-to-back big underdog home teams here the Jets last week looked awful against the New England Patriots now they run up against a Buffalo Bills team here the best team in the division one of the best teams all in the end Buffalo is six and one on the year here Jets are five and three but we think that's obviously a little bit misleading now that Brees Hall is out for the year that offense really loses an identity we saw that you can't trust Zach Wilson last week this should not be a good matchup for Buffalo for the Jets here on the Buffalo side of things again like I think it's all systems go obviously for their passing offense you can start any one of those receivers or tight ends The real question mark now becomes what happens with their running back situation. Buffalo traded for Naeem Hines. We saw Devin Singletary be among the leaders in routes run at the running back position this year. A lot of his fantasy value this season has come from the passing game. But the fact that they brought in and traded for Naeem Hines, you have to assume now that third down role at the very least is going to be going to Naeem Hines, if not some more of a timeshare here. You saw the reports this week from practice when Naeem Hines connected with a pass from Josh Allen, and Josh Allen supposedly said, oh man, that guy's fast. Certainly, if you have Devin Singletary in your lineup, you're going to be a little bit more worried. This is a great spot against the New York Jets for Singletary, and if Buffalo goes up big, he could certainly get some of that late run upside. They're not going to give Naeem Hines the blowout carry. Still maybe a good week for Singletary here, but something to monitor if Hines starts really cutting into that snap share, something that James Cooks and Zach Moss were not able to accomplish. On the Jets side of things, again, it's really struggled here. James Robinson gets another week to learn the off. Michael Carter, again, we know can catch the football out of the backfield, can be an asset there. So Mims actually saw the second most routes run at the wide receiver position after Garrett Wilson. Tyler Conklin had two touchdowns last week. Elijah Moore was about the fifth receiver in terms of routes run snap share last week. He may be out completely or they just kind of teach him a little bit of a lesson. Maybe he works his way back 
into the rotation, but hard to really like much of this Jets team here against this Buffalo Bills defense. For Vikings against the Washington Commanders, we had a little bit of a revenge game narrative here. Commanders are three and a half point home underdogs. We have a 43 and a half game total. Kirk Cousins returning to Washington. Minnesota also made a splash at the deadline, acquiring TJ Hawkinson from the from the Detroit Lions. Rather, how up to speed is Hawkinson going to be? With their playbook, probably minimally. I can't imagine he's going to go out there and play 80% of the offensive snaps like he was seeing as a member of the Detroit Lions. But with Irv Smith now, we're going to miss 8 to 10 weeks. We have to assume that Hawk is at least going to be involved in some of the plays here against this Washington team. Other than that, you know where the football goes. We talk about this all the time on this podcast. We love the Minnesota Vikings offense. It's such a consolidated target share. It's Justin Jefferson, it's Adam Thielen, and it's Dalvin Cook. Those are the guys that are going to be doing the damage here for Minnesota. On the Washington side of things here, last week we saw Antonio Gibson having a, a pretty decent week. Brian Robinson I only saw eight carries in that game. And Brian Robinson, from a yards per carry standpoint, hasn't really ran the ball that well this year. So it's possible that the more explosive looking Gibson is working his way up. We may also have J.D. McKissick out of the game for this one. We know that Gibson is more the pass catching back. It could be a really good spot for Gibson, especially if Washington finds themselves behind in this game. When it comes to the receivers here for Taylor Heineke to throw the football to Terry McClure, Logan Thomas was back last week, but didn't catch any footballs. Curtis Samuel, of course, and we're still waiting on Jahan Dotson to eventually return. Not a terrible matchup for Washington here. Minnesota's past events isn't great we saw obviously last week Kyler Murray have some success Rondell Moore and DeAndre Hopkins had some big games here and again if they're going to be trailing they're going to have to throw so I think you can obviously start Samuel you can obviously start McLaurin Gibson I think is a flex play this week I don't love Robinson but again given the state of the running back position you may have to put him in your lineup he's probably nothing more than a flex upside play and then the tight end position Logan Thomas I like he's going to be out there for a lot of snaps Maybe this is a week where he actually gets the football a bit more. Next game on the slate, we have the Green Bay Packers on the road against the Detroit Lions. Detroit is a three and a half point home underdog. And listen, we've said it a ton on this podcast. I don't think the Green Bay Packers should be favorites over almost anybody. So we're looking at this matchup against Detroit. It would not shock me if Detroit wins this game as a home underdog. Green Bay has shown nothing to prove that they're capable of winning football games here, really. They're just 3-5 and five on the year. Down receivers again. Romeo Dubs is their number one. They lost Christian Watson last week. Alan Lazard may come back. I guess that could change my opinion a little bit. But this is a team that's going to have to rely heavily on Aaron Jones and Romeo Dubs. Uh, and I just don't know if Green Bay is good enough, truthfully. The Detroit offense, even though they traded TJ Hawkinson, still full of talent. DeAndre Swift came back last week. They still have Jamal Williams. Amon Ross St. Brown. Khalif Raymond is really starting to step up as well in recent weeks. If he's on your waiver wire, you may want to go out there and give Khalif Raymond a look. He's playing 80-plus percent of the offensive snaps, and now there's no TJ Hawkinson that was seeing about seven targets a game. So between Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, and Amon Ross St. Brown, could see a bit more of a consolidated target share with Detroit. And, of course, DeAndre Swift, as he continues to stay healthy, we would expect his snap share to increase as well. Chargers versus the Atlanta Falcons here. Atlanta is another home underdog. So far, we've got nothing but home underdogs here. Atlanta is getting three points in this matchup against the Chargers. 49 and a half game total here is nice. The problem with the Chargers, 
they might not have any receivers, right? Keenan Allen had a setback during the bye week with his hamstring. Mike Williams is already ruled out with his high ankle sprain. Josh Palmer is trying to come back from a concussion. They have DeAndre Carter. Of course, they still have Austin Eckler and Gerald Everett, but this may be a game where they lean more heavily on the running attack because they're just missing the receivers that they generally have in this offense here. And I'm a little bit surprised to see such a high game total. They're obviously not putting a lot of faith in this Chargers defense either. Atlanta's going to get Corderell Patterson back more than likely. He was activated from the IR starting his 21-day window. He was already practicing as well, so he looks good to go. Last week, we saw Kyle Pitts finally have a big game, but this isn't a great matchup for opposing tight ends. Mariona looked good, but again, the Panthers were not a great defense. I'm a bit surprised by the over-under total on this one at 49.5, given the uncertainties with both offenses, really. Maybe lean the under here, but I still think the Chargers are good enough to cover. I will say the Chargers are a terrible run defense, have a terrible run defense, and if Patterson and Tyler Algier and Marcus Mariota are able to really grind out the clock and keep this one on the ground here, maybe they can pull off the upset win, but I'm still going to rule Chargers in the under. Miami Dolphins versus the Chicago Bears. Chicago, home, and a home underdog. They're getting five points here with a 45-and-a-half game total. Miami made a couple of moves at the deadline as well, getting all-pro linebacker Bradley Chubb, great pass rusher for them there. They also traded for Jeff Wilson after trading Chase Edmonds. So the Wilson one's going to be interesting. He obviously knows the Mike McDaniel system. We're still expecting Ray Moser to be the lead back, especially out of the get-go here where Wilson gets reacclimated to this Miami team and offense. I'm sure he'll get some work. My opinion moving forward is that most are still going to be the lead back. He's probably going to get some of that third down work as well. But when they get in short yardage and maybe goal line or red zone situations, I could see Wilson being the back that they move to here. He's a little bit more of a power back than most are as a speed back. They could use Wilson's straightforward running in those situations. So pay attention to that moving forward. Chicago Bears made a move. They got Chase Claypool. Really love that for that. I talk a lot about how good skilled position players around quarterbacks generally will make the quarterback better if there's any talent there. And Fields has really improved his game of late over the last four weeks. He has a 65% completion percentage, five touchdowns and two interceptions. He's thrown 20 plus pass attempts in all of those games as well. So they're trying to open up the offense a little bit more for him. Of course, his rushing upside is also saving a lot of his fantasy value. He's got rushing touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. And we know that he can run for 60, 70 yards in a game. But I really like Claypool. We'll see if he's active for this game or not. Just adding another top-tier weapon. Darnell Mooney's really good. I think Cole Komet's a talented receiver. But after that, it was Equinamia St. Brown. It was Nikhil Harry. It was Velas Jones. Now you got Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney. Two absolute burners. And Claypool is a monster. But man, he's 6'4", 240. Yeah, a 4'4", 240-yard dash. I mean, he is a huge, fast, talented receiver. And if they can get him out of the slot there as well and give Fields just a nice big target with speed to throw the football to in some space, I like that. I think that offense is starting to figure it out here. I would get, I might take Chicago with the five. But again, we know the Miami side. Two Otago, top one of the top quarterbacks in football right now. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, really leading the way receiving-wise. So it's going to be a tough test for the Chicago defense who trade away two of their top pass rushers. But still, five points, the way Chicago's been playing. I'm curious. I'm definitely a little bit curious here. Maybe I'm a little bit more bullish on Fields and Claypool and that group together. But they're definitely a team on the come here, in my opinion. Next matchup here, we got the Raiders versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. We have the Raiders are getting, are giving one and a half points on the road. So another home underdog here with Jacksonville, 47 and a half game total in this one. Raiders embarrassed last week, didn't cross the 50 yard line against them. And we saw Alvin Kamara just tear them apart. Travis Etienne uh, has really broken out over the last couple of weeks. And now they traded James Robinson 
The Raiders are one of the worst teams in the NFL defending running back pass plays. We know that is a big skill set of Travis Etienne here. They also really struggle covering tight ends. Evan Ingram scored last week. He's really having a strong season here. I like a lot of what Jacksonville can put on the field here. I'm surprised they're a home home underdog. I know they've been struggling a little bit lately, lately but they're both bad teams, right? Two and six versus two and five. Raiders are 0-4 on the road here. Neither team is really covering the spread much. If we're talking bad teams, maybe this is a get-right game for the Raiders. They just decide to hand the ball off to Jacobs and let him run all over Jacksonville. But I'm definitely questioning Las Vegas here, and I think Jacksonville could pull this one off. Colts versus Patriots. Big status here was that Jonathan Taylor didn't practice. They traded Naeem Hines, could have Deion Jackson as a lead running back in this situation. Sam Ellinger last week. Didn't look great. And now you're going to throw that type of quarterback against a Bill Belichick defense. A Bill Belichick defense that's at home. I know they got upset by Fields, but that's a little bit of a different animal here. I think New England's going to roll in this one. Ramondre Stevenson's been fantastic. He has 15 catches on 15 targets out of the backfield over the last two weeks while being the team's leading running back. He's definitely usurped Damian Harris in that spot. Jacoby Myers still looks great. Devontae Parker's not going to play in this one. We could see more out of Tyquan Thornton. Maybe Kendrick Bourne finds a bit more of a snap share there. And of course, the tight ends are capable if they can ever get them involved. I like New England here giving four and a half. Under, over under is only 39 and a half. We'll see if Mac Jones can put some points on the board. He struggled last week again. I just think New England's defense is going to be too tough for this spot here. Next matchup, another 1 p.m. game here. Carolina Panthers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Carolina really nearly pulled another one off last week after beating Tampa Bay and the Rams and back to or the 49ers rather in back-to-back weeks now they have this matchup here against Cincinnati Cincinnati embarrassed on Monday night football against the Browns still no Jamar Chase here but they're given seven and a half points at home it's a 42 and a half over under I like what Carolina obviously did last week but that was against Atlanta I think Cincinnati is going to clamp down on them at home we're going to see a big week a bounce back week from Burrow Boyd and Higgins all of those guys are startable for Carolina you got to start DJ Moore just a tremendous target share for him we saw Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones last week actually have success here PJ Walker has eyes for DJ Moore and really no one else. I know Tyrus Marshall had a big game last week as well, so certainly can start him maybe as a flex play. But DJ Moore finding his way back into wide receiver two relevancy. Don DeForman's a lead back. Again, you can use him if you want. Cincinnati's got a decent run defense here, but Nick Chubb obviously was able to break through there and Foreman's had some recent success, so fine using him as well. Four o'clock games. Only two four o'clock games on this week nine slate. Seattle versus Arizona. We saw this matchup a few weeks ago, and we saw Kyler Murray in that game run for 100 yards. Having DeAndre Hopkins back has done wonders for this. He's been just a ridiculous amount of targets from Kyler Murray, and therefore production has gone up. Seattle started to slide down a little bit. I do like the 49.5 game total here. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are there. Kenneth Walker's there. Still a decent offense. This could be a nice little shootout. Rondell Moore broke out last week as well. A big performance out of him. I will see if James Conner can come back for this game or not, but I lean Arizona, and this should be one of the more popular game stats of the main slate. And we'll finish it off the main slate. The Rams versus the Buccaneers. Two teams kind of skidding here a bit. Tampa Bay is at home giving three. It's a 42 and a half game total. Still plenty of offensive weapons for Tampa Bay, like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette. All those guys are healthy. Julio Jones scored last week. They still have Tom Brady. The offensive line is the trouble, and they could have some trouble against his Rams defensive front, but the Rams offensively, nothing great. They have zero running game, right? Cooper Cup rolled his ankle last week. He's expected to play, but is he going to be 100%? Unlikely. Allen Robinson starting to show signs of life, but can we get that consistently? This is a game that I'm sure many thought was going to be one of the games of the week, but these two teams are not playing well. The Rams are only 3-4. and four. The Buccaneers are 3-5. and five. 
Neither team is good against the spread this year. Tampa Bay is just two and six. The Rams are two and five. It's just, it, this could be a sloppy, ugly mess between two teams that many thought would be facing each other for the NFC Championship there. Highlighting the matchups, we'll see if things can get going for either team here. Sunday night football should be a route on this one. Kansas City is a 12 and a half point home favorite. 46 and a half game total going up against the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry's the show right now. He's doing everything. But if Tennessee's down 14 points, are they going to run Derrick Henry for him to run for 200 yards like he did last week? Unlikely. Seem, seem unlikely. That Tennessee defense is not great. Kansas City's coming off of a bye. They acquired Kadarius Toney, who should be active for this game. Very interested to see just how the snap share breaks down for Kansas City here. But this one should be a pretty walkaway win for them in the 12 and a half point spread. And we finish it off on Monday Night Football. We have the Baltimore Ravens versus the New Orleans Saints. Saints are a two and a half point home underdog here. Baltimore, Mark Andrews left last game with an injury. Rashad Bateman's already going to be ruled out for this one. Gus Edwards suffered a hamstring injury last week for Baltimore. So they're really banged up. Lamar Jackson hasn't been playing great football either of late. And now they're going up against a Saints team that, again, is being back and forth. They're starting Andy Dalton over Jameis Winston. Chris Olave has been good. Alvin Kamara lately has been fantastic. And I think that's going to be the road to success in this matchup. Still waiting to see if Michael Thomas or Jarvis Landry will be able to suit up for this one. I wouldn't put my money on that. I won't hold my breath there. But this is, again, a game that maybe on paper earlier in the year looked like it could be a good one. But two teams that are kind of looking a little bit meh. At the moment, kind of unexciting, some sloppy play, some poor offenses. We'll see what happens. It's a 48 and a half game total. It's the Monday Night Football Showdown. We'll, of course, have the playbook and everything for that one. That is your Week 9 matchup breakdown here. Like I said, it was going to be a quick one. That's your Quick Out Podcast here for Week 9. I'm John Pembo. We'll catch you guys next week.